Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another Spark of Genius Flesh and Blood production. And we are starting off on the Uprising content. So we have a, a nice slate of content coming up here for the next uh, next little while, actually. So starting off here, I just got back pretty recently from the Vegas world premiere. Yeah, Exciting. welcome back. Welcome back to Canada. Yeah, thank you. I didn't, I didn't know I'd get back. Flight was delayed didn't three hours. Back. I, they, the flight next to me got canceled because they gave that plane to another flight. I got I got real spooked. Let me tell you that. Um, point is, I'm back. Very very exciting. Three days, Friday through Saturday, uh, Friday through Sunday. Uh, I got to play Seal Uprising, Sealed Uprising Draft. Uh, really delve into the new cards, the kind of combos, the the builds here, and so we're going to be using that as a base as well as the um, the events coming up this weekend. The uh, pre-releases mm -hmm. and, of course, the release event on uh, the twenty-fourth. All the all the all the goodness here. So I'm joined by Rob, my co-creator, co-compatriot, co-commentator, co-caster. Not in that order, but the order that I chose. And we're going to be going over a couple cards, uh, not particularly in any order, just ten cards with a couple special special mentions at the end that we think you might be interested in looking out for, giving our reasoning. Why this card is good, maybe what format's good in, explaining a little bit about the card, and you can judge mm -hmm. for yourself here. This yeah. is in lieu of our like review last time that we had to break into five parts where we literally talked about every a single little long spoiler. Yeah, we're gonna focus bit, primarily on ten cards that we think have a lot of potential and that could be used in ten, 10 plus special mentions. Yeah, only yeah, exactly. Could fit it all in ten. Ten plus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're going to start off here. So some of them are, we have a little bit for each. So we have some for Fi, some for Dromai, and some for uh, Icelander with a couple of generics thrown in there too. Uh, feel free to like, comment, and subscribe. If you do are, if you are liking our content, we also remind you that we are, uh, we do have affiliate link now with Red Riot Games. If you'd like to uh, get something, it does help the channel with the affiliate link in the description below. Uh, really help out the channel with uh, mm -hmm. getting new, getting new stuff for content course and with that being said we'll start in for card number one we're gonna start off with a dromai card here rake rake the embers so rake the embers it is only a common however a lot of the strongest cards in the game are commons and rares right because they're staple cards uh you can run multiple colors of them if you want and their effects are nothing to like nothing to scoff at here especially in limited format too so this is one of those cards that I believe is good in limited and uh, limited and constructed. I did play with this card in uh, in sealed, uh, like I had the pool. I have it in the pool and sealed. A very very good card. Uh, red, yellow, blue. So the red one. So it does cost for cost one blocks for two. Draconic illusionist action. So only Dromai can use this for now. It uh, creates an ash token. Trans then transform up to three ash, three ash in red, two ash in yellow, one ash in blue. Mm -hmm. Uh, into an Aether Ashwing, and that's the 1-1 one, one dragon that has Arcane Barrier. So, funnily enough, the one thing that I really like this card in Draft, if you end up going for a more wider 1-1 one, one dragon build, so that's the one where you're creating Ash and essentially getting the cards that create a lot of uh, Aether Ashwing tokens. So maybe like you didn't pull like some super big dragons, maybe they all got drafted by other people, but you got some really strong uh, Ash generation and transformation cards, and you can go wide. These dragons have... Uh, arcane barrier one mm -hmm. so you're actually pretty well favored into icelander two because with these dragons on the field unless icelander is running a lot of things like i think it's seared or singed or something like that where that that card is specifically meant to deal with dragons uh you're actually doing pretty well for yourself because you're going to be able to swing you have you all you have to do is play a red right. card to give the dragons go singed again deals like one arcane plus one to a target ally i believe 
so you can like um attack well no well the, the dragons the dragons are one one they only do, they only deal the one right but the yeah. uh the counter fry slender does do spread damage essentially mm -hmm. so it's able to deal with a lot of these dragons but yeah, it, right, again right. in draft there's no guarantee that they'll get a lot of this card or yeah. have that card uh but the arcane barrier is very very nice and the point about rake the embers is it's a um it's a red so you can both pitch it early if you get it early and you don't have any ash you can pitch it to get ash right you can play it to actually get the go again of the dragons definitely a three of uh you can start the chain with this card pitch a red to activate dromai uh create ash turn them into ashwing gain go again and swing with them so i think this card is definitely one of the non-attacks that you want the most of to be able to um, initiate that kind of strategy because there's not that many cards that let you create multiple aether ash wings i mm -hmm. think there, there are cards that transform one at a time uh like skittering and stuff like that it it's it's a little bit difficult to actually get a massive dragon so i think rake right. the embers is one of those cards that enables that ability mm -hmm. speaking of dragons we're gonna invoke our first our first big boy big girl big big boy big girl, girl? not actually they had a little list like the gendered the dragons at one point oh, i don't know they? if you remember seeing that i have not seen i think that. i saw the list i think i've seen the list i see the list floating around somewhere no so, pun intended so you tell us is this uh male or female <laughs> i think dominia might be a it, it sounds like a female i, I, I don't know i'll put it yeah. that way okay point is this is our <laughs> so there are 12 dragons in the set and when i was sitting there and looking at like the there are some dragons i like a lot more than others there are three majestic dragons and the rest of them are rares i think a lot of the dragons have there's a place and a time for a lot of the dragons if you get a lot of them in draft you can enable that strategy where uh you're you're creating enough ash and you're being able to enable that strategy where you can swing at least one time with the dragon and every time more than one you just keep gaining value mm -hmm. right because it's kind of like that illusionist uh aura build right where you keep swinging with it's like a uh, shimmery uh, shimmers of silver right so you just keep swinging with it it keeps buffing it keeps gaining value and value and if they don't deal with it it's very difficult however these invokes these dragons do not have uh spectra meaning if you attack them it doesn't end the turn so a, a very wide deck can't spend a turn dealing with all your dragons but on the flip side if you're able to like create that kind of barrier between you know yourself and them they have to deal with your dragons or they have to decide to deal with you face so uh dominia is the one that i chose it is a four four uh four four for four a lot of fours in there yep uh has gogan uh you can only you, you know you have to you have to understand these are majestic so the the rate at which you're gonna be pulling these kinds of dragons especially in draft is quite rare in comparison mm -hmm. even to the rare rare dragons are not that easy uh, but you can't use cards such as like remembrance to get these evoke invoke cards back invoke cards are non-attack actions uh, it might be necessary these dragons do have phantasm because they are created on ash you are transforming uh ash into these dragons the ash does give the dragon phantasm so it's not likely they're going to be staying staying in the field that long in constructed if they have enough six powers or above yeah. in draft there's actually not that many six powers and some of them are just rare so like um findles uh there's there's one card the that in yellow card. it's a six You're yeah right, in, right. in yellow it's a six and seven it's a red but it's rare uh there is one card that is a red two for six um that is a common other than that there's not actually that many cards like you can just grab at the generic kind of level that are, you're able to pop 
you know, pop these like oh, the ninja the ninja cards, like the draconic ninja cards. They're not oh, yeah. six Forget draconic that. cards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the illusionist, you can't you can't use those to pop, right? So it's it's actually not that easy in draft to be able to do this. Hmm. So for Dominia specifically here, the red card synergies with Dromai go again. So you can summon an attack with these dragons with go again. The ability is where I kind of really like it. It's essentially a thought seize for those who play Magic the Gathering, right? So if you're able to get at least one attack before it's popped, you essentially you get a free thought seize off of it. So it's less useful against like the control decks. Doesn't matter as much. It's better into aggro decks that run more red cards. Uh, it gives full information and you can banish a key card, right? Because whenever it attacks a hero, reveal the top card of your deck, of your own deck, right? If it's a red card, look at their hand and banish a card uh, from it. So you're revealing your own deck, which is going to have a fair amount of reds in it because mm -hmm. you're a Dromai, right? Uh, and then if it's red, most likely is, uh, you're going to look at their hand and banish one. So I really like banishing a card because even, even if they don't have a key card they need in their combo, you're taking pitch away from them. You're taking block away from them. You're, you're taking another threat away from them, right? And it's, it's just, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be an attack action. It doesn't have to be a non-attack. You're just taking a card. So to me, that feels like one of the better on hits other than like, oh yeah, the other dragons, a lot of them just do extra damage, right? Yeah, not disruptive. No, they're not disruptive. They just yeah. do extra damage. They reveal and do damage based on whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I like the ones that actually have a tangible hit effect, yeah. right? They, and uh, this one is actually bring just your opponent a to like a break point where you have to give something up, right? You have to and give something up. You it's can't like, like even if you block where, it. Like if you play it, you're yeah. getting something. You're not just gonna let them take the damage and nothing happens. Like mm -hmm. they're, they're gonna have to give something up. Yeah, it's it's just on the attack too. So they don't even have to hit, which is really really nice. Yeah. So that's that's my like favorite dragon, and I think it's the best overall use case out of all the dragons, mm -hmm. right? The and next cheapest card we have of the here... Majestics. I'll oh, point yeah. that out too. Sorry, it is the cheapest of the It is the four. Majestics. It is the four. Yep. Out of the four, a six, five, six, a five, it is the four. And a four, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is the four. Sorry, uh, so it is, it is <laughs> No, it is not bad because it's just a blue and a red. And and that red is going to create an ash if yeah. you pitch the red and a blue, right? It, it is also rare to have two blues, I feel, in, in a draw my hand uh, yep. because you are running mostly red. On average, you'll have one, maybe two if you're lucky. So drawing mm -hmm. one of the six attack or the six attack dragon on most hands will not be playable. So at least mm. this is probably nope. one of the more playable majestic ones. Nope, that's fair. Uh, I think as well, like the resource economy with dragons will really depend on which dragons you, you specialize in, depending yep. on your strategy, right? Uh, yep. The next card we have here, we're going into a draconic ninja card. So we're going from Rise from the Ashes. And this card is a, it is a rare. So you're going to have red, yellow, and blue here. It is a zero cost draconic ninja attack to block. The next Draconic or Ninja attack action card you play this turn, it gains plus three, plus two in yellow, plus one in blue. Mm -hmm. You may return a Phoenix Flame from your graveyard to your hand, and it has go again. So Rise from the Ashes is really nice because it replaces itself by grabbing a Phoenix Flame, and it buffs the next attack unconditionally, whether it's a Ninja or a Draconic, uh, and is also free, which is the standard rate for a lot of your buffs. So think about like Red Minnowism is a zero for three in red, Red uh, Nimbleism is a zero for three mm -hmm. in red, so it gives you that initial zero for three go again two block, but it also gives you that Phoenix Flame economy into hand, right? And which is really, really nice because for the draconic base five builds, even the rupture base five builds, that dracon that um, that flame can be used to enlarge the chain, yep. which enables you to trigger those ruptures or get more value out of your draconic buffing cards, which we're gonna talk a little bit about soon. A, a lot of the so, chain uh, cards rely on chain link four, I believe. 
and four you have to play very it as four hard, or higher. The exactly. Yes. It's very hard to get to that point if you have a five card hand that you have to pitch. So I mean, at least this card gets you a card to replace itself on the chain, or at least gives the card back yes. to play yes. something on the chain. So uh yeah, to your point, that makes this very favorable for those rupture combos, yeah. Yeah, and that Phoenix Flame does gain uh plus one if it's put on chain like two or higher. You can use that. You can uh, use Phi to get another Phoenix Flame on chain link three or higher. It's, it could be free if you have three. Uh, if you play three Draconic um, chains, train chain links, you can use Phi for free to get to grab another one. So you can keep like enlarging your chain to be able to pop those uh, more impactful uh, attacks later in the chain, like on four, five, and six, right? So. Rise for the Ashes, definitely a three of. It is a rare, so it is going to be a little bit difficult. I think I think if you find the red rise in draft, you definitely try to play Phi, or mm -hmm. at least look at look at playing Phi. These, this is one of those rare cards where where you I would snap pick this um, at the red. I think at the blue or yellow, it's a little bit more dicey, uh, but at the red, I think you definitely snap pick this uh, and get, keep yourself open in Phi because it's a very very good card. The next card we're going to be talking about is also another Draconic Ninja card. It is a Majestic, however, Collision... Uh, sorry, Combustion Point. Let's say Collision Point for some reason. Combustion Point. This is a card I actually uh, got in my sealed pool, and it was Majestic. And I thought it was amazing. And I don't think it's as amazing anymore, but I think it's very good, specifically in Constructed. I do not think this card is very good in Draft, or Limited for that matter. Uh, maybe, maybe Draft, but definitely not Sealed, uh, which is where I had it in. So... Combustion Point is a Draconic Ninja attack reaction. Blocks for three, costs one, comes in red. Target Draconic Ninja, uh, Draconic or Ninja attack action gains plus one. So automatic plus one buff, kind of nice. You may banish a non-equipment defending card with defense less than the number of Draconic chain links you control. Right? So yeah. in a nutshell, it's if they block with a two blocking card, you need to play this on the uh chain third draconic chain link and it has to be an attack action it can't be a uh, a searing ember blade you can't use your weapon and use it on that right so it has to be an attack action so you could do something like you can pitch play like a one for three one for four go again draconic play your searing ember blade play another attack action if they block with a two block you can then combustion point it back you can also save this for if you have like a five card hand with a little bit of draw with like a tome or something you can play this on your chain link four to get rid of a uh, three block card, right? Yeah. So giving a ninja essentially a one cost route, it's it's more or less like the it's, most comparable route card, 2. right? Route two here, yeah. It's route two I think it's it's not better than route, but it's just different. And giving ninja this card is very very good. Uh, it gives the plus one. The stipulation is that it needs to have a lower block, right? Yeah. Whereas route, you just play it. Uh, but route costs but two. Costs two. That's that's yeah. the difference. It costs two. That that's that's the difference here. Um, so. You know, the scary of the possibility you can slam someone for like four or five right above and go over the top for those on-hit effects. Because there's a lot of a, there's a lot of cards later in the chain where it definitely rewards you for hitting. Yep. Uh, a lot of the one for fours in red, a lot of the um, like the rupture cards, like the next point. I, I don't know if we mentioned it here. I think it's one of the honorable mentions that the on-hit is tangible. And so this card really helps you get over, you know, heavier control decks. So... Mm -hmm. I know everyone's sick of, sick of five, but we're gonna go with another five card here. That's <laughs> we're gonna, gonna be, do it anyway. We're gonna we're gonna do it because this is uprising, and we're gonna go with as much fire as we can here. So the next card we have is Spreading Flames, another majestic. I also pulled this one. 
in my sealed pool. You can probably guess what hero I went with. Did you win? A sealed pool. <laughs> Did you win Did the I win? whole I, event? I, I won some. No, I didn't. You can't win the whole event. You can go 6-0. I didn't go 6-0. I hit like double Icelander in my last two games and got a little destroyed because their pools were nutty. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have Spreading Flames. It's a one for three in red. Majestic Draconic Ninja attack action. Two block. Draconic attacks you control. Attacks. Keep that in mind. So it does affect weapons. Yeah. Um, have plus one while their base power is less than the number of draconic chain links you control. So when you think about it, you really want to be starting with this card because the main target that it always hits is Phoenix Flame. Right. Right? Because Phoenix Flame's base is zero. And so if you play at minimum, you pitch, you play Spreading Flames. Uh, let's say you have a Phoenix Flame from Arsenal, whatever. You play it. Gives itself plus one. Mm-hmm. Spreading Flames... Will give it uh, give it another another plus, plus one, because yeah, because it, it's looking at base power. So the base power is zero, right. meaning you you technically and, and so to get this card out, a minimum always is, get buffed. Exactly, you're starting you have to play one. this yeah. exactly, and you have to play this on chain link two to give the plus one because you're you're playing spreading flames first anyways, right? So you're For playing sure. that on chain yeah. link one. Chain chain two so, or greater, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you can get another. So it's usually a one for four at minimum getting a one Phoenix Flame out. Because generally, like, you're going to start the chain. You're probably going to go long enough to either get a Phoenix Flame back with Phi and play it, right? Or you might have another one with an effect. Like, you might have two Engrave, and you might use Phi and some other effects to get another card. So you might get plus two off of it. Right. You can actually go long enough that it hits other cards with low base attacks. Uh, The one that I managed to pull off in Sealed was Lava Burst. Lava Burst actually has is a Rupture card. Its base attack is two. And it gains plus three if it's on chain link four mm. or higher. So it becomes a zero for five on chain link four, which is actually a zero for six if you hit that on chain link four or higher, if you get the spreading flames, because it gives you the plus one, which is pretty nifty. Having a zero for six ender, yeah, kind of out of nowhere. That's good value right there. Um, 100%. So it, it, doesn't o- it doesn't only hit Phoenix Flames, especially the longer your chain goes, the more value you can get out of it. Uh, with that, it also has go again by itself, so you don't have to really do anything about that. Yeah. Uh, so it has the chance to usually add three or four extra damage on a turn as long as it buffs at least one. It's the same rate as a leg tap, right? It is a one for four go again. You can start your chain with, which yep. does come at a premium for five. And because of five's uh, ability, I think you're looking at maybe one to f- one for five more realistically. More often than not, I think one for five. If is... you have, yeah. Definitely, if you have some, especially if you have some of the yellow and blues that like the zero cost that you pay for anyways, getting the plus one off uh, whatever base attack you're hitting on, it's 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 pretty good. And it's also like you can hit it on the Searing Ember Blade if you swing with it That's fair late too. enough in yeah. the chain, right? Like if you hit uh, Chain Link 4 as you're seeing Ember Blade, your Ember Blade has a base attack of 3, right? So, and so if that's hitting on Chain Link 4, yeah. it will gain plus one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe. Plus four, the base is lower. Yeah, yeah, because you control You're four correct, at that I point. Think. So it'll yeah. go up to four. Yeah, it'll go up to four. So Spring Flame is a very, very good card. Very good in the Draconic base decks, the ones where you're stacking a lot of Draconic effects or you're using stuff like Rise Up. Rise Against? Rise Up? I'm thinking of the band, Rise oh, Against. Gosh. It must be Rise Up. Yeah. It's, it's one it's of those not cards. Rise it's, it's defi- <laughs> no, it's Rise I think it's Rise Up, and which is the one that um, adds extra damage for each. Uh, it's a Dominate one for three, but it adds uh, damage based on how many Phoenix Flames you have. So it's very, very good for that kind of deck uh, in general. Right. The last card I'm going to be talking about for now before I hand it off to Rob is a legendary card. And usually mm-hmm. I don't like adding legendary cards 
the reason is a lot of them are either very niche, generically very good, or unobtainable in limited format, right? Like you can't expect to ever see this card in limited. But I'm going to add this one. It's called Tiger Stripe. It's that Tiger Stripe Shuko. I think it's very, very good. Like I was looking at the legendaries very closely, and like I could have added the crown. Right, yeah. I could have added like this a generic two block that helps aggro decks a lot. I, I could have been okay. That's fine. Yeah. Tiger Stripe, you have to think about what Ninja had before. Nothing. It had the common arm piece, the the, the one the, armor. Uh, breaking scalers, is that the one? Breaking scales, scales. Snapdragon scalers. I keep mixing Snapdragon them up. I'm scalers, sorry. Breaking, breaking scales. scales. That's okay. Breaking scales, go. which doesn't do anything for five because it only affects combos on its plus uh, on its buff. It's a good point. It's just a one armor. Yeah. So you know what? Phi needed something, and I'm happy that they chose the arm piece because it has Phi has like enough other pieces with like it has masculine momentum if it wants it, it has that new crown, it has a tunic, it has the other draconic chess piece if it wants it, and snap like scalers are um, really good as yeah, a snap like piece. So yeah. it doesn't really need anything, but the arm piece could have used some help. And they have Tiger Stripe Shuko. Uh, the art is really really nice. Mm-hmm. First of all. Not really a point here. It is a ninja equipment, so other decks can use it. So Benji can use it. We can nudge, nudge. Benji can use yep. it. This fits um, really well into the Benji deck, for sure. Very good into the Benji deck. It has two armor blade break. Two armor blade break for a ninja is that, is so good. Because like, think about rare. mask. Yeah. You just get a four You just get four block off nothing running this in mask. That, that's mm-hmm. amazing for an aggro deck, right? The effect, second at- attack action. So it's the second attack action. With two or less base power, you play each turn as plus one, and damage that would be dealt by this can't be prevented. So Blocking let's talk the, about the, the first part quell, of that. The quell mechanics. Oh, yeah. Go for the first part. The yeah. quell mechanics. So let's yeah. go for the first part. So the attack action, two or less base power you play each turn has plus one. So on the surface level, I think the whole point of this is to, on Phi, is to coordinate with Phoenix Flames, right? Because uh, two or less base power... A lot of your blues and yellow do have two or less best power, two or less base power. Uh, in flame, I believe it's the one go again that gets. I think it's called in flame. Uh, it's the one that gets your. If you played another red card, you play it as one go again, and you can grab a phoenix flame from your grave. Uh, that one has less than two uh, lava bursts, as I said. That base two. Um, that base two oh, card right. that comes in for five off uh, chain like four or higher. Only gains plus three. Base yeah. two. Yep. <clears throat> Anyone, uh, anyone think of a Phoenix Flame into this thing? It just gets buffed by another one. You can, you can you hit this thing for five off the Searing Flame. This is realistically uh, one damage every turn, honestly. Um, well, not okay. So the the key is it's not early. Like early on, you probably because you need to get that Phoenix Flame in the grave ASAP to be able to like cycle them well enough to do so. So you really need your tutor cards to to get it right. locked and loaded essentially. Um, so I don't think it's every turn. But I think it's just a nice bonus because making a two, making a two power a three, is nice. Don't get me wrong, but against a lot of decks that have three blocks, it's kind of a moot point, right? You know, they're going to block it regardless. So it's it's good. It gives you free value. Uh, the block is really what I like. The two armor is really really what I like in an aggro deck, right? I think the plus one is nice, and if you can trigger it, do as much as possible. But I really I think it's a bit of a trap to try to. Other than maybe like a Benji or some kind of weird OTK mm-hmm. combo thing, which you might want stubbies for anyways if you're not in Blitz, mm-hmm. because still Benji, don't worry about Benji. But in like CC, if you're going for some stubbies five build, mm-hmm. you can't even run this, right? So 
I think it's a bit of a trap to try to maximize as much as you possibly can the effect. The armor is really nice. The damage that would be dealt by this can't be prevented. So that's very similar to Swarming Gloomvale uh, mechanic, where like if you have the three auras generated, uh, it, yeah. you can't the prevent arcane, arcane damage. Can't be blocked, right? <laughs> Which, yeah. So this this part, I mean, as long as Prism is still a thing, and you have Spectre Shields, can you imagine the Spectre Shields just like committing suicide against this card? Because technically, mm -hmm. uh, if it does manage to hit, uh, like damage would be dealt by this. So you can block the card. Right. So let's say you come in with come in for something for two, it buff by one, comes in for three, and they block for two for some reason, and they have a spectral and they have a, a two bunch spectral of shields. Uh, shields. <laughs> yeah, let's say Ten they have shields. spectral shields. Period. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those spectral shields are now running at that attack, and uh, and and to no avail. One they're destroying themselves. Killing, one by one, they're themselves. getting. They're going down the drain. Uh, they're sacrificing themselves for the greater good because uh, <laughs> they can't prevent it. But, is in vain. Yeah. But I've seen a lot of questions about that. Can you block this? Like, does it prevent blocking? No. You're, you don't just turn into Benji. Yes. Like, let's yes. say you had a one power go again. It turns into a two power go again. Yeah. You can block it with a two block card and nothing happens. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, this is mainly because of the quell mechanic that came in, I think. Um, yeah. The the effect damage that prevention. if you were to take damage, you can pitch one, I believe, to prevent that one damage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you can use quell as much as you want on the on the same turn, right? Like you right, can pitch three into it and block one on the... three different attacks. They right, die at the they end. They die yeah. at the end of the turn, exactly. Yeah. Yep. So you could pitch three and block three off like three different attacks. Uh, block one off three different attacks kind yeah. of thing. Okay. Uh, that's prevention. So that's that's it's a very yeah. very very good card. I think it's something to look out for. I don't think it's a necessary legendary, but I think it's one of those legendaries like Mask of Momentum. I I think if you want to play at the very very top competitive level, you might want to consider getting yeah, this card. Yeah, it really is a notch above what you could do without yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, similar yeah. to Mask of Momentum, the pressure that it adds on on three attacks in a row is just like you can't replace that. There, there's no it's way. Very it's, good. it's just really good. Yeah. It's okay. very good. So well, I'm gonna guys, I'm gonna pass uh, it off to Rob. Hope you guys had enough and draconic stuff for a little no, while. No, I'm not cause... done. My special mention has one. <laughs> here's here's my list. I, oh, okay. No, look, two out of the three heroes are draconic. I can't, like, that's You're right, and that, that's also right? why we have more draconic stuff on this list. That makes sense. But I wanted to have a few more cards on here that were at least geared towards Icelander, because that's the deck that I want to play, and so I was kind of looking at her, her card pool and ice, figured, ice, um, yeah, like, what can I do with this deck? So the first card I have on the list is, no surprise, Frost Hex. When this card came out, I think it caught a lot of people off guard because they were like, how do you get rid of this thing? So <laughs> the card the card reads, um, Icelander Specialization, of course. Frostbites you control have, at the beginning of your end phase, this deals one arcane damage to you. This was the first Ice Affliction aura that came out. So people were wondering, what's an Affliction? So if an Affliction actually goes to the opponent's side of the field and stays there forever, unless you play Thaw. That's the one way to get rid of it. So at the moment, at the moment, exactly. So looking For at now. the stat line, it's a blue ice card. So first of all, synergizes with Icelander's ability, hundred percent. Blue ice cards all the way, uh, three block, and a three cost. So because Icelander is a much more um, resource hungry deck, and of course with her ability, you want to play more blue cards in the deck. It is very likely you'll have a blue card to play this. Uh, you're very comfortable putting this in the arsenal and just playing it on your opponent's turn. There's really no issue there. Plus the Frostbite you create synergizes with the ability of Frostex to deal arcane damage if they don't get rid of it. So uh, very nice. You can you know pop this near the end of their turn. They have no more cards to play. It's one free damage, basically. Um, yeah, so a very sticky card. Afflictions are really good. They're highly costed for a reason. 
And um, yeah, I think just based on the stat line, this card's going to see a lot of play and you can stack them too. Uh, you can play multiples yep. of these on uh, throughout the game. It also provides Icelander with a very nice kind of like end game finisher kind of kind of um, strategy where if you have mm -hmm. multiples of these, each Frostbite is going to be up to three damage. So you can play cards that generate up to four, you know, Frostbites, three or four Frostbites. Your opponent can't, if they can't deal with them, if they can't pitch enough to get rid of your of yeah, frostbites, they have to they have to eat through it, right? Like that's the only way of like all the damage getting rid of it. Yeah, yeah. so it it kind of gives your opponent a uh, more of a, I guess more of a tough question if whether they want to pop the, the the frostbites by pitching a bunch or taking the damage. Whether they want to whether they want to pop the question. That's right. <laughs> Will they pop the question into frostbite? So I think it's an card. I, I think three of pretty naturally. Um, yeah. No questions yeah, for there. Sure. All right. Next card I've got is Insidious Chill. So another blue. Is it is it is it Insidious? Insidious. Did I say Insidious? No, Insidious. Insidious. Just Insidious. insidious just sure. like the horror movie, Insidious. So. Insid oh yeah, no, you're right. I guess that's where it came from. I guess so. Okay. I don't know. Sorry, sorry. Continue. <laughs> so a, a nice blue card as well uh, that costs three. So actually very similar to Frostex, except it blocks for two. So the card reads. Whenever you, oh sorry, Insidious Chill enters the arena with three frost counters on it. When it has no frost counters on it, destroy it. Okay. Whenever you ice fuse, remove a frost counter from Insidious Chill. And if you do, the target hero discards a card unless they pay two. So this is an ability that you can use three times whenever you ice fuse. Uh, the deck ice fuses quite a bit. There are quite a few nice attack actions. Sorry, not attack actions. Non-attack action cards that deal arcane that have frost yes. uh, that have um ice fuse so you'll get this ability off pretty frequently i think and for three resources it provides you with the ability to make your opponent pay six so very good trade-off in terms of resources if they are a draconic hero they likely will not have that many resources to, uh, at their disposal so they'll be discarding cards which they never want to do but uh it might force them to so very good value, I think, with this card. Creates the Frostbite through Icelander's ability. You're very comfortable, again, just arsenaling this card and playing it on your opponent's turn. It is yep. more geared towards a very control style of this deck. I don't know really how far we're going to be stretching the control versus mid-range version of this deck. I don't know if there's a mid-range version at all, actually. Um, I haven't played this hero in CC yet. And I don't know in, in draft or not draft. Um, oh, sorry, in draft. I don't know how good this card is. In limited. Unlimited, yeah. rather. Sorry. Um, it is a Majestic, so you're not going to see it that often anyway. But, you know, if you do see it, I think it is a good card to pick anyway. Uh, because, you know, Frost Fusing will still happen in Limited. So, I think it's a very good mm -hmm. card regardless. One of the top picks for sure in Icelander. I'd run three of, I think, in my deck until I figure out that maybe it's not as good as I think. But, you know, I think it's great either way. And if you have multiples of them, you're actually um, gaining more value because a single ice fuse is going to be triggering twice i believe so for each insidious chill you trigger the ice fuse uh once so um yeah really good card i don't know if you have anything to add to that but i think it's uh it's a very fair no, card think, very good i think it's just like frostfang on a stick right like it's essentially <laughs> it, it's the same effect yeah <laughs> frostfang on a stick I that's, a, that's, that's, like that's seems, that sounds flavor. brutal Weird. like you have like a speared <laughs> what is it like a, a, a wolf you have a, a speared fang, wolf on a, a stick wolf yeah, um, but like it's it's as you said, it's a very control oriented build. I'm curious to see like the the preeminent Icelander uh, deck construction. Like process where on where, the oh, I see where yeah, on the yeah. scale where yeah. on the scale on the meta are you going to like throw in this 36 health uh, frigid kind of 
Yeah, like it's it's also a matter of like looking at the legendaries, the synergy. But I think Icelander's mm-hmm. kid's very interesting. Where Insidious Chill might come in as a sideboard card versus aggro. Yeah, like I think that's kind of where I see it. But it's a very good sideboard card versus yeah. aggro. And regardless, it's blue and ice. So I mean, if you're looking blue for because that's when you're building this deck, you really do want to lean towards all of the blue and ice cards, just because it synergizes mm-hmm. with her ability 100. You get both effects off blue and ice cards. So I, yes. I mean. It might be a sideboard card, but I'm leaning towards main deck at least uh, for now. Against maybe against Oldham or something like that, it doesn't matter yep. as much. Um, it is going to be com- coming out for like one for one, I guess, or it's still like a one for three. So value wise, is still there. Um, anyway, blue ice card, enough said. I think. Yeah. Let's move on. So the next card we have is a common, not a majestic. This is Aether Hail. Uh, specifically, I got the blue one up here because the blue one will matter a lot more than the red one. I think so. It is a blue ice card again. Blocks for three. Fantastic. And it reads, uh, for one cost, deal two arcane damage to any target. So very kind of un- unassuming if you're just looking at the card at face value. But as we kind of talked about this card a little bit more, we figured that a one cost blue ice card is actually very nice into Icelander. Because mm-hmm. specifically uh, her weapon, Waning Moon, costs two resources. And you can only use it if you've played a non-attack action card. So the idea is you would play Aether Hail from Arsenal with Icelander's ability as an instant on your opponent's yep. turn, and then Waning Moon can come in on the same blue pitch that you used for Aether Hail, hopefully. Uh, you can then play Waning Moon for an extra three damage. So you're looking at yep. five damage for a single blue pitch, and you're giving a Frostbite. So really yep. nice little combo you can do, and um, the red one isn't bad either. One for four arcane. I would probably still try to run the reds as well because I would. I, I would say the red. I would say you want three reds, three blues. Honestly, like one yeah. for four is still good it, in good arcane value. when you're looking at like when you're looking generic. Uh, well, not generic, but like quote unquote regular like wizard spells. You're looking at Voltic Bolt, which is a two for five. So being a one for four and being ice for the fuse. That's right. I forgot I, to mention. I, I, I think I think we take I think we take those. Every, every you card are so far has been ice, and they're all good for fusing yes. as well. Yes, that's a good point. I forgot yep. to mention that. Yes. Yeah. So I think it's like an overall very good card in limited. This card is pick it up in blue, pick it up in red, mm-hmm. yellow, and eh, but red and blue. Like if you see a bunch of these floating around, car, pack after pack. Yeah. Icelanders it's, it's open. Great chip pick up Icelanders over time player. too. If yep. you're just playing these it's one at so one per good. turn, it's just good chip damage. Blocks for three too, so I, I think it's pretty much a snap pick. Yeah. Staple, staple card. Staple card. Staple. There you go. Yep. And the last card I've got is not a nice card. Uh, it is a draconic card, but it is a generic. Well, generic draconic card. Uh, it is Thaw. Thaw yep. is a two cost for six damage. Red pitch. So red pitch being great in both uh Thai and Dromai, of course. Um, mm-hmm. it does block for two. So you know if you compare it to CNC, two for six red, but CNC blocks for three. So a little bit less than, than the CNC kind of overall stat value. But its ability is while Thaw is in your graveyard at the start of your turn, you may banish it and then choose one of the following abilities: destroy a target Frostbite destroy a target ice affliction or unfreeze a target frozen card mainly it's going to be your arsenal or an ally that you can choose for that um or your hero i suppose because you're, you're still a card right yep. correct me if yep. i'm wrong yet. You could, okay <laughs> okay yep. you could yeah. do uh it could, it could be any card on the board it is important to note that like it does let you use like your hero ability for your action phase because it is start of turn so there's no priority there is no priority to start of turn so right you're gonna be able to thaw 
start of turn and use your hero mm -hmm. during your actual action phase, that's which a, is quite that's nice. a good point. Exactly. And this is the only way that you can remove Frost Hex right now or any Affliction for that matter. Any Ice Affliction. Uh, yep. Ice Affliction, sorry. So um, very good card. It will be probably one of the most sideboarded cards in Phi and Dromai. If if they are meta. Like if Icelander and all these Ice heroes that are using these Ice Afflictions mm -hmm. become meta... Uh, or at least like competitive to the point where you're going to see a bunch of them. I mm. think you run at least two thaws. Is yeah. is is my guess. But and the like, trade off for yeah. playing a like so for the trade off for the ability means you would have had to play or pitch two to, to attack for six. Or actually, you can block with this too. Actually, you as long as it's in the it, graveyard, you, could... you can use the ability. So um, actually, yeah. much easier to get off than I initially thought. I forgot you could block with it. So yeah. getting the the free ability to remove an ice, uh, sorry, a, a frostbite. Uh, is yep. really good because Icelander tr works hard for those frostbite tokens, and if you can just yep. you know banish these to give uh, to just get rid of them for free, that is really good. So, uh, like Eric said, I think if Icelander or any of the other ice heroes, mainly Old Him or Lexi, become very oppressive in CC, um, this is going to be for sure at least a two of. I think. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I totally agree. All so... I've got. So I think you have some honorable mentions to go through. I that's our top 10. Just, that, that's it. That's it for top 10. So we're done with that. That's list. it for the regular top 10. Uh, no particular some... order that we were running them. These yeah. are just 10 cards to like look out for, essentially, that we've seen good and in either both limited and constructed or good for a variety of different reasons, either in the sideboard or in the main deck. A couple of honorable special mentions. Uh, breaking Point. I said I wasn't done with Draconic. Yeah, we're so back. Breaking Point <laughs> is a Draconic attack action. Comes in red only. It is a one cost. It is one of our rupture cards. So this is the rupture card that has the, in my view, the most usable effect. It's not just pure damage. So it's a one for five, which is already, and it blocks for three. So it's already costed pretty nicely. It's yep. a one for five, right? It's a bingo stat line. Uh, it's bingo, a bingo, bingo stat bongo. line. <laughs> it's, it, is the, it is the bongo at this point, because it is the uh, rupture. <laughs> the, the rupture right? is so the bongo. The well, the we need, we need the a fourth bongo. word. Bingo, bango, bongo, bango. <laughs> Oh god, we work too much. Anyway. Alright, uh, Breaking Point is played as chain link 4 or higher. It has, when this hits a hero, destroy our, all cards in Arsenal. Hello, C and C for one. So, yes. you are on the same stat line as C and C, right? Two for six, one for five, three block. The curve is Same there. stat line. Yeah. However, you know what you get to do with this? You get to snaps it. You get to razor it. You mm -hmm. can buff this card. You can give it go again. Like, it, it's... Yeah. To me, it's just like the card that keeps on giving. And it's, it's, I'm not necessarily sold on having this all the time in the main deck. It depends on what yeah. deck you're facing. If you're playing it to ult him, probably not that useful of a card. It's a crown of seats kind of thing, right? However, into the aggro mirrors, into like mm -hmm. those mid range decks, super good card. The only thing is like they can play D reacts on it, but forcing a D, like That's they true. need more than just a D react for four. Right, That's this comes true. in for five. They need more yeah. than just a so zero. One for equipment four. and a D react for four. That's good. And aggro decks typically don't run the D reacts. Like the zero for fours is not usually a thing. They in don't. Aggro That's decks. why it's good. So, I'm thinking more like the mid range decks that might have them, but I think yeah. it's also good because you can pretty easily buff this card. So mm. for that matter, it's like, hey, what if you breaking point? They they block out with their stuff. You snaps and then you play another breaking point. Mm -hmm. Then what? Like, can you block the second breaking point? Like, it, it really, it really kind of depends. Like, I wouldn't play this card into like Icelander or Oldham mm -hmm. uh, decks that can easily get their arsenal out. However, Crown into other decks, especially aggro, yeah, Crown of Seeds or Icelander, just getting it as instant. Yeah, uh, the blue card. Uh, but other decks, 
I think it's very, very yeah. good. I and think it's I, can, very good I can see a lot of situations where you're kind of building up to this card. And if you're against an aggro mm -hmm. deck um, or, um, I don't know, like a deck that doesn't really want to block you for, for whatever reason on that turn, they're taking a bunch mm -hmm. of damage basically early on. Like, okay, I'll take the damage, yeah. take the damage. And then you come out with this. And it's kind of like ending your turn on a CNC, right? It's like, yep. it's so oppressive because they've already taken the 10 to 15 damage maybe before this card even shows up. And then now yep. they're like, well, okay, I wanted a five card hand. I wanted to like, deal as much damage as, I, as you did to me and now it's like i yep. can't do that anymore so this card is so kind of like soul breaking to see it's just as bad as ending a turn on briar with the cnc or like like ira with the really cnc is. at the end of your turn right it's just it so really weird. is breaking the point here yeah no I, <laughs> it's really I, I, the I breaking agree. point <laughs> I so that's the first card the second card and that's the last one we're going to mention here is erase face not just because of the nutso artwork the art's crazy literally erasing whoever that was his face two for six two block standard kind of stat line for uh two for six in red if it hits a hero cards and tokens they own lose all class and talent types until the end of their next turn so lots to unpack here I'm going to give you a couple examples for people. I'm going to let people like kind of wrap their head around mm -hmm. how much stuff this disrupts. Yeah. Draconic disappeared. Oh, you needed the chain link four to, uh, you needed like a rupture. That's, that's fine, but you need draconic for anything else. Oh, no draconic for you. Text doesn't say anything. You're just generic all the way. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, the nice part is for stuff like ruptures, rupture cards don't care. Right, you could just have a bunch of go agains into a rupture. It just rupture cards say if it's played as chain like four or higher. Right, that's it. It doesn't require draconic. They don't care chain about the class. Yeah, they don't. But like for stuff that cares about the draconic chain links, like um, Phoenix, Phoenix. Oh no, Phoenix Rising is just the Phoenix Flames. But like uh, mm -hmm. Rise Up and stuff like that. Um, Does Mask of Momentum that... say Ninja card specifically? The third Ninja card mean? that hits. Um... It's just the attack action. No, it's just it the is, attack it's just action. His attack action. Or, yeah, any, or attack, because Kodachi's count, I believe. Oh, it, it, it has to be no, the, the attack, attack action, action card yeah, yeah, to yeah. have hit that. Right, yeah, yeah. right, right. Okay. So, so that doesn't matter. Okay. And then, okay. Yeah, so that doesn't really matter. So it stops Draconic things that, like, you play the card Uprising, the next four Draconic attacks gain plus one. Mm -hmm. That card is now useless. Yeah. None of your stuff's <laughs> Draconic for the turn. Oh, yeah. So hits that. It counters Luminaris, right? Because when the you're looking at card? Luminaris specifically... Yeah, so Luminaris says, um, when there is a card with a yellow strip in your pitch zone, illusionist attacks you control gain go again. <laughs> Guess what? None of your cards are illusionist anymore. They're basic now. They're basic. <laughs> basic. And that's tokens too. That's yeah, tokens basic. too. So when you're looking <laughs> when you're looking at all your uh when you're looking at like uh all your auras, so it's like specifically let's look at I don't know. Let's say you're going aura build and you have whatever whatever cards here. All of mm -hmm. your tokens, they're also not illusionist. Mm -hmm. Right? So Right. It just your 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 strategy is just kind of like put on the sidelines for a little while. The last one I'm gonna mention is seismic surge tokens. So seismic oh. surge specifically says guardian attack action. Okay. Guess what? <laughs> just imagine heaving a pulverize. <laughs> and, then and then getting hit getting with the race face and then you now have to pay 10 for your pulverize yep and your arsenal is stuck there stuck forever 
<laughs> well, maybe not forever, right? But like, you could just let <laughs> yeah, a CNC yeah, yeah. hit you, right? That's just like <laughs> CNC me, breaking point. Maybe, That's what it's know? come to. Like, please get it out That's of my arsenal. <laughs> so there's like a couple different scenarios. There's there's more scenarios, but like reduction in cost thing, it could affect all of it, right? Uh, it's very very good in the sideboard. Mm-hmm. It is not a main deck card. There are decks that no, do not very care about this at all. But because um, it's generic, uh, you can put it in any deck. So even though it's situational, it'll see a lot of play because everyone can use it. Exactly. I think so also. Preeminent sideboard card here. So mm-hmm. those are our picks. Did we miss anything crazy? Yeah. That, like, th- these were kind of like our ideas that we saw that we thought we might mention uh, in, in Limited based on, like, our ex- based on what we've seen so far, based on what we've played. Uh, we will be playing a lot more very, very soon for all those uh, gameplay and collaborations coming up soon. Mm-hmm. So if we've missed anything, comment below. Do you like these cards? Are they good? What are you excited for Uprising? Maybe we can uh, take a look at it here. So if you liked content, you want to see more of this kind of content, feel free to like, comment, and subscribe. And for wherever you are in the world, have a good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Bye for now.